Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How many of you have played golf at Pebble Beach? If you have, you know, it's the most iconic venue. And uh, this week they will be hosting the U.S. Women's Open for the first time. And joining me now to preview the U.S. Women's Open is the most talented and versatile Steve Eubanks, longtime golf journalist, author, editor, and LPGA historian. Welcome to Talking Golf, Steve. And it's good to be with you, as always. It's great seeing you in New Jersey at the KPMG, and, uh, and uh, I am so looking forward to going to Pebble Beach, and I know all the players are as well. You are one of the LPGA Tour's biggest supporters from a media standpoint, and I love your enthusiasm. You're always there at these LPGA you know, Tour events, and you do some work with the LPGA as a historian. I mean, I just love the fact that you, know, you really have supported the women all these years. Well, you know, I, I, it's only because I was given my choice, Anne. You know, I, uh, when uh, you reach a certain stage in life, you get to do what you love and be with the people that you want to be with. And uh, the, the women on the LPGA, the players, uh, the administrators, everybody involved in this, uh, they're just tremendous people. And I, I really, really enjoy being out there. You don't have a lot of curmudgeons. You don't have a lot of people who, uh, who don't love what they're doing. Um, it's not a job for many of them, and it, it's a—it's just a passion and a, and a and a life, and that's that's wonderful. That's what I want to be a part of in these in these waning stages of my career. I love it. Yes, cherish every moment, and you do such a great job for the women. And talk about Pebble Beach. And every time I think about Pebble Beach, from a personal standpoint, you know, I've had some beautiful days there playing, but the very first time I played it, I think we were the very first tee time, and it was so foggy that, um, you know, I think for the first five holes, you couldn't really see maybe 40 feet in front of you, <laughs> so you really had to trust the caddy that he could find your ball, and, and, you know, he said, just hit it here, I'm like, I can't see anything, but you must have some personal experiences of your playing Pebble Beach, what, what would be yeah. your most memorable moment? Well, yeah, you know, when you when you make the turn to the seventh tee and you kind of get ga- everybody gasps, no matter how many photographs you've seen. And it's one of the most photographed par threes in the world, but uh, you cannot appreciate it until you see it, until you stand on that tee and see those cliffs and, and get the, the 3D perception of, uh, of what's in front of you. You just have no idea how much beauty is, is associated with that entire area. Um, and it's almost difficult to focus on your golf at that point. You're standing there looking at, you know, anywhere from a 90 to 130 yard shot right. uh, that you're not sure. Yeah, that you're not sure you can hit because you're just <laughs> standing there saying, 
golly, this is unbelievable. Uh, so it's a wonderful way to commune with nature. And I know from talking to a lot of the players who have never been there, uh, they really can't wait to get to experience that as well. Oh, my gosh. The iconic uh, par 3-7. Jim Nance got married on that hole, by the way. Yeah. 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 And, and, and then built it in his backyard. <laughs> exactly. Built a replica right in his backyard at Pebble Beach. So, yes, yeah, so much U.S. Open history there. Uh, 1982, Tom Watson winning. 92, Tom Kite. Of course, Tiger dominating there in 2000. I was there for that in 2000 for Graham and McDowell's win in 2010. And then in 2019, Gary Woodland. So, you know, it's so great that the women finally have this opportunity, right? And it's not just... You know, at Pebble Beach this year, they have future venues. They have Erin Hills in 2023, Riviera in 2026, Oakmont in 20, when, 2038, I think it is, um, Marion. So, you know, finally, these the women are in the U.S. Open are getting some amazing, you know, prestigious venues just like the men have, right? Well, well they really are. And I think it's so important for the women to go play these iconic venues where people have memories of the holes. And memories of the championships that have been held there in the past. And I will go back to two weeks ago when we played at Baltusrol, uh, and people remembered those iconic uh, events that were held there. They remembered uh, Jack Nicholas winning in 67 and in 1980, Jack coming back. Uh, hit, and the, the one iron that he hit in 67, the, the standoff with Osseo Aoki coming down the stretch in 1980. People remember all of that. And so to, to then see... You know, Ronnie Yen come in and, and hit every single fairway and green on the weekend. What's, I mean, every single green, I'm sorry, on the weekend was extraordinary. I mean, to, to witness the caliber of play that the women have put on uh, in these iconic venues, I think has, has elevated people's perception of the game uh, and have brought a lot more eyeballs to the women's game. Same is going to be true next week. I can't tell you how many players have told me they have family, in-laws, cousins, everybody coming out to watch them. And I've told every one of them, you know, they could watch you play anywhere. They're coming to see Pebble Beach. <laughs> they certainly are. And what a great golf course to walk if you're a spectator, too. I mean, just, as you say, just nonstop, you know, taking pictures and just kind of cherishing that, those views. But I know NBC Sports is going to be broadcasting a record 12 hours of coverage on NBC next Saturday and Sunday, including live prime time coverage for the first time in the championship's history. So that's exciting. You'll be able to see it live prime time. And then there are a lot of other, you know, pre-championship coverage begins uh, actually Tuesday, July 4th with Golf Central Live. And then Peacock, you can watch it on the USJ has a mobile app. Uh, uswomensopen.com. You can see it on Peacock. So there's a lot of ways that if you can't be there in person, you can certainly take it in, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it, it, it's going to be, I think that the network has stepped up. I think that the USGA has stepped up. I know Rolex, one of the corporate partners associated with the USGA, has stepped up. Uh, everybody wants this venue and these incredible players to be out here for, for all the fans to see. And, uh, you know, you're, it's going to be hard to miss. So Michelle Wee West will be playing. She was on the show a couple weeks ago, and you know she really hasn't been playing much. Um, but her husband Johnny West, who's you know the son of NBA legend Jerry West, he's going to be her caddy. So that should be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It really is going to be fun to see Michelle again. I mean, I don't think from a performance standpoint, a lot of people expect a lot out of Michelle because look, you have to have competitive reps, as we all know. 
uh, to play well in a championship. But look, she has done so much. Um, I think outside of her playing career, she could be as impactful in the game, uh, maybe more so uh, than she was inside the ropes. The things that she did at Liberty National and crafting the Mizuho event up there and, and bringing in the juniors and doing all of the things necessary uh, to make that event really one of the, one of the marquee event new events that we've uh, we've ever had. Uh, to see the things that she's doing in the various communities, I don't know if you remember seeing uh, those LPGA hoodies that were that were on sale right. for charity. That was Michelle's design and her idea. So um, all of those things are Michelle's uh, initiatives, and boy, she's doing some wonderful work. Yeah, I love to see that. She's so connected to the game and a great mentor to so many of the young players, including Rose Zhang, who was the uh, winner of that Mizuho America's Open at Liberty National in her first professional tournament. And uh, you and I know what a whirlwind it's been for her, Steve. Talk about Rose Zhang and, um, boy, how she's just really maintained such composure for her young age and, you know, just turned pro a couple months ago. It, it reminds me a great deal of when Lydia Ko burst onto the scene as a 16- and 17-year-old. You looked at this person and you listened to them and you watched them play and you thought, this isn't a teenager. This is an old soul trapped in a teenager's body. And you get the same impression with Rose. This is someone that has a preternatural uh, maturity for her age, and, but then goes out and just performs like you can't believe. Um, the shots that she hits under the pressure situations that she's in – the putts that she makes coming down the stretch, rolling in just one, five, six, seven footer after another, never making a mistake, hitting to the right parts of the greens. These are all things that you do not expect from a 20 year old. Um, and look, she contended deep into Sunday at the, at, uh, the major championship in New Jersey. So I, look, I think everybody's going to be watching Rose Zhang this weekend and as well they should. Absolutely. And Annika is going to be playing the U.S. Open. That will be great. Annika Sorenstam, you know, she's been seriously practicing for these now, right? A couple years ago, she wasn't really playing much golf, but uh, she's gotten a lot of attention with this uh, post-retirement career, I think. Well, Annika, she, she doesn't, she never wants to show up unprepared. I think when she got the invitation to play at Pine Needles last year, she was she was unprepared. She had a lot of other commitments going on. They, they, you, as you know, she's the host of one of the LET events in Sweden now. Uh, she has her foundation. She has all of her junior events. Uh, she and her husband, Mike, have launched uh, a line of beverages, uh, Fizzy Bees. She's out marketing and promoting that at all times. And I think she was embarrassed. I think she showed up unprepared and was embarrassed and is never going to let that happen again. Uh, and so she has really been out working on her game, and uh, when she shows up, you can expect her to uh, perhaps not contend, but at least not embarrass herself. And how about Nellie Corda? I know she did not make the cut last week. Is she? Uh, what, what are her chances this coming week at uh, Pebble I guess it, it all depends on her health. And look, they, 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 uh, rightfully so, they, they're, that her camp is very tight-lipped about her uh, her current health status and what's hurting, what isn't, what's giving her trouble. Um, but, but she has battled some injuries. Uh, she's had some back injuries. She's had some other things that have, that have uh, kept her out, as we all know. She underwent the, uh, the procedure last year for the blood clot that kept right. her out for many months. Uh, so, so 
if her body is responsive, there's no better striker of the golf ball on on our tour. So I think uh, she's certainly someone to watch. Absolutely. I have to ask you what your thoughts are on this, uh, you know, big story, the proposed uh, agreement between the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Saudi Public Investment Fund. What are your thoughts about that? You know, I, I just don't know nothing, and I don't think anybody does. If you look at the framework agreement, and I'm a reasonably bright guy. I mean, I can read, and I've read every word of it multiple times. I still don't know what it is. I mean, this, <laughs> exactly. this, this new code, what is it going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea what assets are going to be in it. What, I mean, is it going to do anything? I, I, can't, I can't figure it out, and I think, quite frankly, it's intentionally vague. Uh, I think that there was... There was a, a need to get the lawsuits off the table, which they have done. Right. Uh, there was a need to to lower the temperature uh, and to bring all parties to a table, which they have done. So I, I think the mechanics going forward are still yet to be ironed out. And uh, look, anybody who says otherwise, um, I think, is kidding themselves. I don't think that even the, the people who are intimately involved know completely what this is going to mean. Is there any talk about, you know, that Saudi PIF approaching the LPGA or? I, you know, not to date. Um, golf is not good when it is fractured. Um, so we, we don't, it was never a good thing to have uh, the various tours sniping at each other and the various players sniping at each other. I mean, I, I know it was wonderful fodder for the media, but it's just not good for the game. Um, so, we don't know what the, the Saudis' intentions are in the women's game, or even if they have any. Um, but, you know, at, at the very least, everybody is willing at this stage to sit down and listen. Right, exactly. I know I had the commissioner on a couple of weeks ago, and she said the same thing. The Senior LPGA Championship uh, in Indiana, Angela Stanford won. And I think it was, was it her first appearance on that Legends Tour? It was. How wow. about that? Well, and she had been playing. I mean, she played in New Jersey. She's played a couple of events leading in. Um, so she had she had attempted to make enough LPGA starts to sharpen her game to be ready to go out there and play. So I think it was it's wonderful to see her win another another event. It's wonderful to see her transition into this Legends category and to make that sort of a statement early on. She's a great person. Just a great person. Steve and Eubanks. really good on television, Ann. She's really good on television if you I haven't know. tuned into the Golf Channel and seen her. Uh, when she does the on-course commentary, it's a seasoned pro out there. I mean, I, I've been so pleasantly surprised. You know as well as anyone, it's sometimes difficult to make that transition, you know, from, from player to commentating on the game. She just did it with, uh, with an amazing amount of professionalism. Well, good memories of playing golf with you, uh, Steve Eubanks, at the Mid-Ocean Club. You have quite the game yourself. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. Have a safe trip to Pebble Beach for the U.S. Women's Open. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. And good to talk to you, as always. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.